Today is day 7,804 of the 21st century, and there are only 29,085 to go until the 22nd century finally begins. Are you ready for that next big thing? If not, there are a lot of little things going on before then that may affect the decades between now and that not-too-distant future. If you're not up on this linear calendar that I'm trying to create, it is May 14th, 2021, and this is Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for a very quick installment before the 22nd century finally arrives. On today's show, Jim Andrews officially announces his candidacy for the Samuel and Miller District on the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors. The CEO of Tiger Fuel Company talks about the fuel emergency, and the Jefferson Madison Regional Library will open without appointments on Monday at most branches. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If you're age 60 or older, or have an annual household income of less than $75,100, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. We begin today with fuel. When I drove to an Exxon station run by the Tiger Fuel Company this morning, there was fuel in the pumps and no line to get to them. That was still the case three hours later. How long that will last is uncertain, as the supply line is still suffering from the Colonial Pipeline shutdown, which has led to another state of emergency in Virginia. Gordon Sutton is the president of Tiger Fuel Company, and when I spoke with him yesterday, he said it will take some time to get back to normal operations. Everything on the whole East Coast has been depleted, and the system isn't isn't designed to um, keep up with like that kind of uh, of a replenishment. So it's going to take us a, a good long while to to dig out. Sutton said he initially thought the situation would be much worse but his company was able to move fuel around to somewhat delay putting bags over the pumps. But of course, they did have to do that. But this disruption was not like others in the past, and there was no fuel for much of Wednesday and Thursday. You know, we've had supply disruptions in the past um, from hurricanes and things like that, but you usually at least have a couple of days to sort of prepare for that, and the disruption would be anywhere from 12 to 48 hours. You know, in our our 40 years of existence, we've never seen a disruption like this. Sutton said he's had many people call to ask if they should postpone travel this weekend. He said people should play it safe while the system replenishes. I don't think we'll be back to normal for at least a couple of weeks. Sutton himself delayed business-related travel this week. Yesterday, Colonial Pipeline issued a statement that the pipeline was fully operational as of Thursday morning but that delays may continue. Following this restart, it will take several days for the product delivery supply chain to return to normal. Some markets served by Colonial Pipeline may experience or continue to experience intermittent service interruptions during the startup period. As always, looking for your stories about this, and I really do want to know if it's made you think a little bit about how your habits might change in the future. Uh, Whatever that means for you, I'd like to know. 
the only candidate filed so far to run for supervisor in Albemarle's Samuel Miller district, formally kicked off his campaign yesterday on the steps of the county office building in downtown Charlottesville. It's a political tradition for candidates to appear there, and fellow Democrats Diantha McKeel and Ned Galloway did so earlier this year, though there were fewer people at those events due to being in an earlier stage of the pandemic recovery. How's our vaccination status? We should check. But around two dozen people gathered there Thursday afternoon when political newcomer Jim Andrews declared his candidacy in public. I'm running for the Samuel Miller District Board of Supervisors because I am committed to Albemarle's economic and environmental resilience and sustainability. I'll work to achieve fairness, equity, and inclusion for all who call Albemarle home. We envision a bright future. I look forward to devoting my time and efforts to fostering resilience and overcoming our economic equity, education, and environmental challenges. We'll hear more from Andrews in a moment. If elected, he would replace Supervisor Liz Palmer, who opted not to run for a third term. She had made her announcement on the same steps back in April 2013 and appeared on Thursday to announce her support for Andrews. I can't believe that it really has been seven and a half years since I've been on the board, but it's it's true. Uh, and I've served as supervisor of the Samuel Miller District. I feel like I've gotten a lot of what I set out to do or uh, done, or at least I'm confident that the step will be completed. Among those accomplishments include video coverage of supervisor meetings, continued support of the water supply plan, and construction of the materials utilization center at the Ivy landfill. And then there's rural broadband which as a member of the Board of Supervisors, I've served on the broadband authority, helping position us to take advantage of state and federal money for fiber to the home for rural residents. Palmer said she was confident that Jim Andrews, a fellow Democrat, would be able to continue representing the Samuel Miller District as the county updates the zoning code and the comprehensive plan. The next Board of Supervisors will be the ones to vote on whatever changes are made and Palmer said Andrews is up for the task. Mark Lorenzoni, an owner of the Ragged Mountain Running and Walking Shop, is serving as one of Andrews' campaign advisors. He listed several traits he saw in Andrews. Time, talent, temperament, and a passion and desire to serve his neighbors. Lorenzoni said he has known Andrews for several decades. That sometimes brash, argumentative, and sarcastic young law student I remember from 40 years ago has seasoned beautifully into the complete package of what it takes to serve in a role of selfless and benevolent leadership. For his part, Andrew said Lorenzoni was the first person he spoke with when he was considering running earlier this year. Andrews came to the community in 1979 to enter UVA Law School. In 2021, the nation is beginning to come out of the pandemic. Uh, There's no doubt that the pandemic is at least temporarily changed our lives. Uh, I think some of it, uh, we're getting back to normal, but the long-term effects are expected. We're gonna have some businesses that are closed and may not reopen. There are new ways of doing business. There are changed property uses, an increased need for broadband and ways of communicating and ensuring government transparency. Uh, These changes don't come without stresses, and I've seen some of that in my work with the Legal Aid Justice Center on housing issues. Andrew said if elected, he looks forward to the update of the comprehensive plan and the update of the zoning code. 
He also said work to implement the Climate Action Plan can help the community be more prepared for extreme weather events and challenges to infrastructure. The rural areas of the Samuel Miller District are important as a carbon sink and for biodiversity. I'm committed to facing these challenges that threaten clean water, forests, fields and farms that we are fortunate to have in abundance in our county and district. Andrews addressed the high cost of housing in the community and said he would support policies to increase the number of below-market units by working with private developers and nonprofit developers. Andrews faces no opposition in the June 8th Democratic primary and as of this moment faces no opposition in the general election this fall. The same case could be said of both Diantha McKeel and Ned Galloway. For over a year, it has been impossible to just show up at a branch of the Jefferson Madison Regional Library for simple browsing. In the early days of the pandemic, the library system moved to Tier 5 in its COVID response plan, which meant shut everything down. Gradually, they began to loosen restrictions and currently allow limited in-person browsing, as long as you have an appointment. That changes on Monday, according to JMRL director David Plunkett. The library is preparing to enter tier two of our COVID-19 response uh, protocols. Tier four was curbside and contactless pickup only. Tier three was appointment service inside the branches where we allowed up to five people at each location uh, with some variation. And tier two now is a more general opening of the doors, um, pretty close to normal service hours. Uh, some capacity limits in buildings based on the number of staff that we have available. The public meeting rooms are not yet available, and library programs will remain virtual for now. Also, fines will continue to be waived for the foreseeable future. I have not been collecting any fines since March of last year of 2020, and will not be collecting any fines as long as we have to continue to quarantine materials for 24 hours, which is still the case in Tier 2. During the pandemic, a building in Lovingston off of US-29 was renovated to be the new Nelson County branch, it's open for appointment now and will also be open in Tier 2 on Monday. Don't expect a large ceremony to serve as a grand opening just yet. Still, Plunkett said the building is something to celebrate. Nelson County really led the way here in, um, in supporting this project and funding this project and picking the very best architects and, and uh, construction uh, companies for this. When was the last time you went to the library? Do you plan to go back? Do you have fines you haven't paid off yet? I did. I paid them off when I went. Anyway, let me know. And finally today, the University of Virginia has appointed Malo A. Hudson as the next dean of the School of Architecture. Hudson is currently director of the Urban Planning PhD program at the Columbia University in New York City. He's also the director of that school's Urban Community and Health Equity program. Hudson succeeds Dean Isla Berman, who will return to the faculty in the school. He begins his tenure at the A School on July 2nd, 2021. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. We'll be back tomorrow with another installment. That one will likely focus on more having to do with the comprehensive plan in Charlottesville, as well as an update on where we are in the pandemic, given the various things that have happened this week related to masks and other things. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. If you had listened to this far, thank you so much for doing so. Um, and I really do appreciate. I am not going to say this week anything except except for stay safe. Thanks. 
Bye now.